Hello and welcome to episode 80 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Derek Porter. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. This week on the show, we have my friend Melody Joy, aka Lexa Terrestrial. For those of you who don't know Melody, she is an MC and visual artist who releases music under the name Lexa Terrestrial. And we sat down at my studio a few weeks ago and recorded this talk that goes into just everything, you know, about being an independent hip-hop artist and writing your own stuff, getting it out there, DIY grind, meeting people, being a visual weirdo into different stuff, and just, you know, pursuing your passion against the odds and shit like that. Definitely my kind of conversation. Melody is my kind of person. I think we see eye to eye a lot on a lot of different stuff and you'll hear that in the conversation i'm really really excited so before we get into all that though i have to do some promotions for myself if you are new to the show and new to me in general you can find me on twitter instagram facebook all at the real sykes there's also a facebook fan page for the podcast, which you can find at Start the Beat with Sykes. The uh, podcast is on iTunes, so if you're not on iTunes right now and you like to listen to podcasts on iTunes, you can subscribe. Just type in Start the Beat, I'll come up. And last but not least, Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, which you can learn all about at epicast.tv. Whew! That's always a mouthful, so much. But yeah, so without any more bullshit, why don't we get into my conversation with the one and only Melody Joy, aka Lexa Terrestrial. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! If you want to, yeah, I mean, if you want to go there, it's health juice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a market for that, right? You know, now there is more than ever. Like, it exactly. See, because this health shit should have been around a long time ago, but it's marketing. It's all marketing. Yeah, it's not like this stuff is new. It's These like, things yeah, have been kale, around. Kale has been around. <laughs> I told I told my friend three years ago. I bet you asparagus is gonna be like the next big thing because like ex- this with this marketing bullshit. I think of this shit. I'm like, you know what? These people like. I bet you asparagus. And lo and behold, it kind of was. It was like everybody was talking about it. And kale. I knew this shit. Yeah, kale was a big one. I I see <laughs> I see this shit coming from like three miles away, and um. 
people are like they buy into it like years later but it's weird how that happens now with uh music stuff do you feel like you're have you ever predicted any like music trends yes yes it all goes it all yeah. goes together film art yeah. fashion aesthetic like music it it we listen how we consume and it all it three years ago i was doing the stuff that's coming out like now but i didn't know how to like i didn't know how to brand it properly or market it properly it was chaos it was chaos i didn't know how to keep up with it i was just doing what i wanted to do and now it's like huge and that now there's probably like uh, you know a million people doing it better than me now but i mean yeah with with music <laughs> with music like there's this kid there's this kid who I'm trying to get on a collab with and like when I found out about him like he, I mean his mixes were still a little like you know mediocre you, you could tell it was like bedroom music but I saw something there and lo and behold I clicked today on this ad from Complex magazine and it said 10 of the rappers that are going to be huge in 2016 he was one of them and I and I was like I can't believe this shit just because i and i was like freaking out i get really into this i get like really fired up about it but it's just weird how that happens but i think with music yeah i can sort of see where it's coming Mm -hmm. every like three years or something yeah i i keep myself well this past year i've been trying to get more in tune with listening to kind of what mainstream people are listening to, hmm. um, or not mainstream people, but what's popular in mainstream music, just as like a, just to brush up and kind of know what's going on. Yeah. Because for a while, I was just like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'm just going to do yeah. my own thing. But I've like started to observe pop music just as like a, from like an educational standpoint. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a, it's really, really difficult to write songs like that. That are it, just like formulated is. in this way that is like spotless, you know? It is. When I try to do it, I feel like, um, like this sounds stupid. Like, you know, like when I try to do it, sometimes I get lucky and do it in an intelligent way. Like I did with Pull the Trigger. I thought that was an intelligent written pop like song. But, and it did well, but I just don't. I can't do that all the time. When I try to actually sit down and write like that, it's really hard. It's good to study. I mean, I listen to it to study it like that as well. But yeah. I mean, I, I really, to make it sound good and not stupid and to write it like that is hard. Yeah. It's, it's like, really difficult. It's definitely not anything that I want to do or anything that like my personal sound would benefit from. It's more just like, I just want to understand it better. Yeah, exactly. I am trying to do the same. My- it's hard. Yeah, my biggest uh, weakness when it comes to songwriting is writing a really, really good hook. And it does happen every once in a while, but in a way, it's like the most important part of the song, regardless of what genre of music you're making. Yeah. Unless it's like super technical metal nerd guitar music. Yeah. This, but uh, even then, it's like the guitar melody try, is the point. I you know? try to understand that. That's what I've been listening to a lot too. Is probably music that you that you liked. Um, I've been I've been trying to listen to more like prog rock and just just to train my ears to listen to the notes, listen to the riffs, just to train my ears. Yeah. That's what I've been listening to. I don't. I listen to weird stuff. I, I don't. It don't make any sense but (laughs) but it's hard for me to figure out how even they do that i think that might be harder than even coming up with a hook it happens more organically like when you're on the toilet or when you're in the shower and but you can't you can't just like force that to happen you can't say okay i'm gonna go in the shower and a hook will come yeah from nowhere (laughs) no i mean the best stuff always just happens 
You know, you don't expect it. And it's like, oh, fuck, I wish I, you know. Some people, like, they just, I feel like some people can make it happen out of nowhere. You know, like, they can sit there. Nobody likes those people. Like, Dr. Luke, was he Dr. Luke? Um, Max Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I feel like some of the stuff that they did, like, with Taylor Swift, I think she's trying to do this whole, I see what she's doing. I see what she's trying to do. And... They did make really, really catchy hooks, but now I think some of them sound stupid and they sound really forced. So I think you could do it to an extent, but you can't force it too much. Well, or it's it's, all, sound it's all a matter of ear. Do you find yourself now that you're behind the curtain, you kind of like you analyze music differently than yeah. the typical consumer analyzes music because you kind of understand what goes into the process. Yeah, it took me a while to like actually pay attention. Like before I didn't really know when I started making music, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't pay attention. I didn't listen. And now I know to listen. And now I know to analyze. And like, I actually, I feel like my brain is more turned on than when I was like 19 or 20 because I felt like I was just stupid and naive. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, kind of like, let's go back, actually. Because I'm, I'm curious because I don't know you that well. Yeah. And like, we've just had like, no, but that's, that's, we've had like, we've had like a couple like minuscule interactions over the years. Mm. But, you know, now we're here, we're talking. Yeah. What, like, what was the first music you were listening to just in general that really like was like, this fucks me up? Like, I love music. Like, yeah. what was it? Oh man, I gotta say, like, and and you you would know you you would be like, yeah, that you're right. Um, the Spice Girls. Okay. Uh, the Spice. I mean, I remember being like really young, really really young. I was in my Barbie tent, you know, Spice Girls. I had Spice Girls. Everything. I wanted the shoes. I I would sing and dance around to the Spice Girls. You know, that's around the time when I was started watching the X Files, and I think. I'm very, I think this is making a lot of sense. If you know what I'm saying? Like X-Files, Spice Girls, that, yeah, I would say the Spice Girls, but like as I got older, I mean, I was very into a lot of rock. I loved like um, the used and like bands like that. that, Sure. um, Probably like the stuff my dad listened to too. Like that was uh, 80s electric, like that weird stuff. He like, he he would um he had a CB radio in his car and like an old cassette player. So I mean like me being in my car seat and listening to that like flock of seagulls, uh, Billy Idol like I'm Duran Duran maybe yeah some Depeche Mode that's, yeah that stuff was so catchy. Like I would go to the roller rink on Saturday nights and like that <laughs> stuff would be playing. But um I would say the Spice Girls was like the pivotal. You know, cool. like the '90s pop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I don't like to admit that, though. There's, admit whatever you want. <laughs> Britney Spears and Sync. You know, yeah, yeah, that was that was my love. That's what. What was it for you? Like, what kind of stuff did you listen to growing up? That well, was like my my parents were super young when they had me. Oh um, wow! Okay. And my dad was just super into metal, like Metallica, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, and stuff yeah. like that. My first favorite band ever was Iron Maiden, and like. Iron Maiden has a a live like album that also had like a live VHS tape. Oh, and I remember wow. being like a kid and watching that shit and just like I want to play music from yeah. watching that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, it, 
You would love my boyfriend's uh, record <laughs> or collection. Like his dad made him listen to all that growing up, and he has ev- like every single one of those records. So that's how I'm familiarized with like authentic metal. But that's good taste. That is good taste. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. somewhere down the road, like I grew up on metal, but then like being a kid, like I was in fourth grade when Green Day's Dookie came out. And there's no way to be in fourth grade and not like an album called Dookie. Like it was like it was like statistically impossible for you to not like that album if you were like ten years old. So I ended up getting really into that. Then I got into the Smashing Pumpkins, and then like just like this huge weird mix of music. And then the Smashing Pumpkins are great. They're great. One of my favorite bands growing up, I think probably um, still is. Is I mean, even though they're not really around, Blink-182. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, again, I don't like to admit that because when I admit Blink-182, like, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket was probably one of my favorite albums. But I think it's because it was my first boyfriend. I was, like, a little skater girl. And, you know, just I, I would listen to it every day. And, like, for some reason, it, t- it takes me back. It makes me happy. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. you know, I could. that's the thing with me is, like, Sometimes, especially since I'm doing music stuff still and I spend a lot of time kind of around people that are a little bit younger than me mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people to them, they don't understand that Green Day was kind of like a different band when they were starting. And yeah. I'm like, I will, yeah. I will bring up stuff like, yeah, Green Day's Dookie and they're like, fuck Green Day. And I'm like, well, yeah, fuck Green Day. You, but that album is awesome. You want to know something weird? Is that like all the tw- like younger people that like my music or whatever, they all have this obsession with Green Day. And I don't know what it is. I'm huh. not sure if it's like the older Green Day, like Dookie, like what you're talking about, or if they like the, you know, like the newer Green Day. But all of them seem really cool and like different from like most young. I mean, they're, they're 12. You'd think 12 year olds now would be kind of like fucked yeah but they they're into like anime and a lot of them like really you know they're into like we just weird science stuff and uh, the the ones the that are you know into my music and they're all like into green day and i don't get it i'm like why green? you know like this is random because they're like that's stuff i used to listen to so i don't understand it but um maybe it has some sort of like scientific connection people that like anime also like green day like i'm trying to sit here and figure this out (laughs) i'm like what the hell is going on no like i don't know this is like the fifth time this has happened i've noticed this on on like instagram and stuff like that and so i think there's some younger kids that are like into good that have some like taste in older green day yeah yeah which is interesting weird it's weird i haven't noticed that but But you know me you know with this trend profit shit i'm like okay like (laughs) i don't know i'm i'm trying to figure out these connections in my head i don't think they're related but it's just kind of funny going into your music like Mm -hmm. what what sparked that like what was like I want to do this weird, like, pop, rap, yeah. electro thing. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, oh, my God. I don't know, because I didn't know what I was doing. I just really wanted to make music. And when I started out, I had, I mean, I had just the stupid program that I found. My dad found some, like, m- mixing program, and I just started making beats on it. And Did you have any musical background prior? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Was there, I'm guessing, it sounds like there was like a lot of music in your house growing up, or at least it was just around. I mean, it was around because of me. I mean, (laughs) because the weird weird story, my mom was going to name me Autumn, 
And then when I was born, I came out and she said, no, this, her name's Melody. So she named me Melody. And like, I, you know, I'm just like this weird, entertaining, musical, like, puffalump. Yeah. And that's pretty much where it came from. Because my dad's an engineer. My mom was a nurse. And um, I mean, they're both very, they both like music. They're both kind of weird people. They're both, you know, they're, yeah, they're weird. But yeah. I, I, I love I mean, them. I mean, this is the music. I was very influenced by pop culture. So... Yeah. Very, very. Inf- so, I can tell. you know, I did musical theater and stuff like that. Oh, I, did okay, cool. da- I did a lot of hip hop dancing. I loved hip hop dancing. I wanted to be a choreographer. Like, um, I mean, those days where they had that show on MTV that taught you all those dance moves, like with that. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Wade Robs, I- Wade Robson or something. It he sounds would, he would always be like, boom, boom, pop. And I was like, <laughs> I-, I wanted to be a hip hop dancer so bad. But um, I merged over to hip hop music and music. So. That's sort of how it happened. Were you like, it? Uh, you're kind of like a little ball of energy. Is that yeah. like, were you always like that? Or I, Yeah, I okay. am. And I don't know. I think today, <laughs> someday, most days I'm really tired and depressed. But today, I don't know what it is. Like I went grocery shopping before this. And I'm like, I feel like weird. I feel high today. And I can't really explain <laughs> it. I don't know why. I mean, it just, I have a lot of energy, energy today. And I mean, people around the grocery store were like, Cause I'm just like riding the cart around each child. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I do. I've always had a lot of energy and been a little bit annoying. <laughs> yeah. That's why boys didn't like me growing up in, in middle school. Cause I, I, I would hide in their lockers. Like I would, I would annoy, I would play jokes on people. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> so fast forward a bit yeah. from being like, you know, a young ball of energy yeah. playing jokes on people and stuff. Yeah. You're like, I want to do music. And like the cool thing was, at least as far as I remember back whenever I first seeing, started seeing you post stuff, yeah. it was very like visual too. It was never yeah. just like, I'm going to do music. It was kind of like this whole product yeah. from the gate. Oh, well, that's good. That's at least yeah. from what I caught. Yeah, yeah that and, is. Yeah. And that was, I'm assuming that was the intention was to kind of just oh. make this like weird character thing yeah right yeah you know what you're right and i guess i'm glad that 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 was the impression you got because that's sort of what naturally happened yeah i mean i love visuals i'm very music is visual to me and a lot of my favorite bands i know music is visual to them too like i love lady gaga yeah i love the 1975 Again, not uh, hate admitting that because a lot of like sixteen-year-old emo girls. You know, everybody. But you know what? I probably am a sixteen-year-old emo <laughs> girl because well, I, I think mean, I am. You've brought up. You've brought up Blink One Eighty Two. The used. Yeah, you see, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm catching a trend. Okay, exactly, it's fine. exactly. <laughs> I'm very emo. I'm like the. I'm the spring uh, Jewish emo white girl rapper. <laughs> um, <laughs> So <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like if Mac Miller were <laughs> on crack and really sad all the time, that would be me. No, I mean, um, vis- visuals are very important. I love, you know, the f- fashion and um, I, yeah, it's it, the character thing. I love characters, cartoons, Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Love them. So like when this started, like, I must, did it like it seems like every time I see you release something it's like you're kind of taking it to a next level and oh it's that's like, yeah and it's good. like you have to like keep pushing yourself because like you already started like kind of out there yeah but it's like mm-hmm. I'm curious like this is like and you handle all this stuff yourself I'm guessing right mm-hmm. it's not like you have 
people helping you put together costumes and no, shit like that. No, I see how there are there are people that are like they have a whole team behind them that are telling them, "Hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that." I used to have a girl that did make costumes for me. Her name was Faith. She was my fashion designer. She kind of was like my brand uh I don't know. She just helped me a lot with creatively with she just I don't know. She's like my sister. She knew what I was thinking. I didn't even yeah. need to think it. Like it was crazy. But um, no, for the most part, I do do everything myself. And it's like really impossibly hard to like, I, I guess, to keep going, but to do more. Yeah. You know, because I, I mean, when I first came out, I wasn't doing a whole lot. I was just doing things naturally and letting them happen naturally. And now I feel like like I don't even remember what I was doing before. I, I should have a plan. I should have a strategy. And so, yeah, it's yeah, harder it's to make like, it even more solidified. Yeah, I was just like doing stuff to do it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I kind of like, it was probably really similar for you because when I started doing stuff, I didn't know anybody really. Yeah. And I knew people were around, but they just felt kind of out of my reach or out of my yeah. like somebody that I could like hit up for stuff. And then so it was like, the, well, yeah. I don't know how to do this. So it's like, okay, well, I started making beats. And I was like, I don't know anybody that records music. So I guess I'll start recording it. And then like, I had to make an album cover and it's like well i can draw so i'll I make guess. my own yep. album cover yep. and then down the road it's like i want to make a video and it's like well i don't know i have a computer and i have like a shitty camera i can make a video with that you <laughs> did it the right way i'm telling you what okay one of my one of my biggest idols hobson yeah. i opened up for him and jaron benton and he's on the new album and he said the same exact thing i didn't know how anybody that made videos. So I went out and bought a shitty video camera and I learned how to be a director and I learned, you know, to be the man in my life. I learned how to be all these roles that I needed to be because people wouldn't give me a chance or, or just people were shady or people were expensive or, you know, it's all about who, you know, I was, and then what's weird is when, I started doing that and growing a brand. There would be people coming to me like, oh, hey, I want to I want to help you now. And it's like, isn't that funny how that happens? But, you know, I mean, doing it yourself is better. I think it's better. You have more control over it. You know, your project is going to be how you want it to be. It's not going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's good to know those skills. mm -hmm. The only the only downfall of it is that it takes more time. You know, you only have 100 percent of yourself as a person. And if you're doing 10 things. It's that's it, the juggling it part. It up that's and it so takes hard. forever. Like my last album, it took me almost two and a half years from like, I'm going to start writing it to getting it recorded to getting it manufactured. It was like this whole long process. Yeah. You know, that's about how long it took me two and a I half mean, years. It was worth yeah. it. I'm yeah. happy with it. But it's like, fuck, it would be nice if I had like the push to get this done in six months like some people have. Some people, I know, because I feel like I, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm glad that you do all this, you know, that I I resonate a lot with you. There's some, I feel like every other person has this whole team behind them to tell them, all right, you should do this or to help them solidify the music or just whatever. But Or, or they don't have the team and then they're just like, fuck it. They won't do anything. And yeah. then it's like miserable. Or they'll do something that's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of different sort of artists in Pittsburgh. And um, I feel like some of the best artists are here, but they're 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 hiding out, you know, because there, there's a lot of people that just really with, now with music, sometimes it's not even about music. It's about your social media presence oh. and all this shit. And I'm like, there's so much more that goes I'm, into it now. And yeah. I'm like, 
the, you know, I, I call these people to, to do music stuff or to help make videos or to, you know, just inquire about something. And they always talk about social media presence and you're, oh, you're this and that and your Instagram and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with the music. And it's become less and less fun for me more stressful for me over the years because it's I see a lot of people just trying to look cool not even making good music and that's what's really frustrating to me I'm like I don't that's bullshit the pr- I, don't know. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a problem that we see yeah. because we're behind the curtain yeah. whereas the person who's in front of the curtain you know they don't understand all that shit they don't know how much work goes into everything that we do and there's so many people doing stuff it's like what are you going to gravitate towards you're going to gravitate towards what looks the best immediately it's like being at a fucking restaurant that you've never been to before and there's all this shit on the menu but you're like well there's a picture of that one and it's like i could see the picture of that one and it looks good so i'll get that one even though their favorite meal might be somewhere else in the menu that it's too lazy to like read the descriptions of everything before they've like tasted it or listened to it they're gonna get absolutely you're absolutely right i know again this is the whole thing with marketing and i feel like it's that way i mean with the internet being bigger now than it ever was and like facebook being bigger than now than it ever was it's become um it's become both easier and harder and there's like two sides of I guess this whole corruption and chaos it's it's weird yeah it's it's hard to just get people to music's hard it's it's the, the hard thing about it and I was talking with my friend about this who does photography and you know as a musician you know, so much work goes into a song that you write, you know, think of how many hours go into putting together just like a three and a half, four minute song. And then if you then just trying to get somebody to actually engage with all three and a half minutes of that song, once it's done is so hard. Whereas like, if you're somebody that does photography, you know, there's a lot of setup, but there's not so much time required to actually engage with a photo. It's like you could see it, yeah, look at it for it. like 30 seconds and be like, this is a great photo. This is a great artist. Good job. But you can't listen to 30 minutes of somebody's song or 30 seconds of somebody's song and be like, oh, this is a great musician. It requires so much more time for somebody to truly appreciate it. Yeah. And it's hard to get people to give you their time. Musicians have it the, the hardest. I think they have a lot of work set out for them more so than I think any other entertainment field out there because it requires a lot of skill a lot of work i mean i guess everything does but it's music i mean they're working harder than i think like i mean model models that doesn't require a lot of like you know yeah i I mean it's it's all different you know it's kind of hard to compare some stuff you know it's like comparing like models to musicians is like comparing hot dogs and ice cream i don't know i just think i feel like musicians always have to give more you know, they always have to like, it, it's harder to sell people now. Oh, on, yeah. On I mean, music. it's something that's like hard for people to take seriously. You know, mm-hmm. I, when's the last time you met somebody that you didn't know and were like, yeah, I'm a rapper? Do you like ever do that? <sighs> I mean, depending on the crowd, like if you're yeah. just like in a casual setting. Like, I remember there was a time when somebody was like, yeah. oh, what are you into? And be like, oh, like I do hip hop and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's cool. Now I just feel like a schmuck. 
I know exactly what you're saying. That's why I feel like I f- I'm very like humble and I don't like to like be I don't like to like put myself out there as if I'm like the shit or, you know, hey, help me out or something. I don't like to do that. Yeah. But um, for some reason, like a couple people like approached me and were like, you're a rapper, aren't you? And I'm like, well, that's weird because I'm the completely don't look. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, I'm just gonna approach this little Jewish girl and just be like, you're a rapper, aren't you? Like, what? When does that happen? Like, it it would make more sense for somebody to approach me and be like, you're a ballerina, like, aren't you? Yeah, perhaps. No, I don't know, but um, I mean, I mention it when it comes up, you know, because I like I like to surprise people because people wouldn't really expect that, you know. Yeah, but. Yeah, I do feel like a schmuck. And I love that word. I say that a lot. I, would, I do. I do feel like a schmuck, yeah. It, it, it's so interesting because the other fun aspect of this is like, you know, I'm feeling like a, a kinship between us just because we're both like humble, quiet, like chill people. Yeah. But when it comes to our actual product, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It Yeah, because you know, it's, it's a fire. Like, it's you know, a fire. You have like this whole like character, which is probably like, pretty much you at this point now i think it's probably assimilated (laughs) over the years yeah yeah. but you know you have like this whole thing with like the lavish outfits and all this stuff and me i'm just a fucking psychopath you know but it's so just like but like in a normal setting it's just like this yeah so it makes it even harder sometimes for people to really be like oh like you do what you rap like but that's that's the awesome part about it is like when you meet somebody who has um the interview that you put out there, it, it might be like so crazy and imaginative and all this stuff. And then when you meet, when you meet, you're really humble and you're intelligent and you're smart and you're down to earth. And that's what's like, that's what I've, I, you know, I wish more people were like that because I think I would be even more enthralled with them yeah. if they were. I just try to like more recently find the balance between you know being humble but also letting people know that you do do stuff putting your foot down because i what i'm finding kind of going back to social media is that when i meet people out in public and it comes up that i do stuff most of the time those people end up actually looking me up and then reach back out to me later like hey i checked out that stuff you told me to check because out because in real life you're it means balling. a lot more it, it, yeah because yeah. because you meet all these people who are maybe like balling on the internet but i meet them in real life and i'm like man like what you know it's better to be able to relate to people in real life that that's gonna that's gonna change them so much more yeah than this internet stuff if there were a nuclear apocalypse what <laughs> what what now <laughs> so that's that's the that's a good thing to be able to like be an awesome person in real life it's It's hard hard for people to do that yeah people have social anxiety oh it's super super weird you know i'm tired of meeting people in real life who i'm friends with on facebook for months that are like the most like funny like sharing funny comments always commenting something smart ass like they don't even say hi to you oh yeah Yeah. like you post something and two seconds later like they're liking it like they're so on the social thing and you finally meet them in person and it's just like talking to like a brick wall and it's like, that's happened to me before a few are, times why are we yeah. so weird like why can't we just be not be afraid to each to, other my my whole thing my whole shtick is like to not be afraid to embarrass yourself because you know if you show people you're low like they'll actually you know respect you 
people are afraid to do that because it's all about your appearance and all about you know you being like the fierce and being this like thing this entity that's hard to obtain i feel like that's something that maybe you have to deal with a little bit more than me yeah because you are a woman Yep, you're da- yeah, you're damn right. And I, yeah. it's, it's actually yeah. kind of like something I would like to get into, um, just kind of being a female so in the hip hop community. Yeah, there's been so many issues with that. Like, I can't even, t- people don't take me as seriously because I'm a girl. And I guess, you know, being that there's not as many rappers that are female, um, they assume that. I'm not that great of a rapper or I'm basing it off of my looks or I'm not like that great of an artist or something like that. And they, they, they'll get to know me and they'll realize that's all bullshit. But a lot of them like look at me completely objectively, don't even really care what I have to say or, you know, they just, they, they look at me for other, other reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's people that will do that to anybody. I, I that's mean, that's the thing is like, well, the thing is like you're involved in the Pittsburgh hip hop community, right? Yeah. And, you know, I make hip hop. I live in Pittsburgh. But when have you ever seen me at a show? Probably. I don't go. That, to, yeah. That's, but that's the that's... thing. I don't fuck with like really too much of the local hip hop community because like even me just as being like a weird white rapper guy, I never feel like I fit in. And you're in your own lane. And I'm always like being kind of like pushed aside by a lot of the people in that community which is why i just stepped away from it a long time ago i feel the same way to be honest with you you know there's like like really awesome like indie hip-hop shit like backpack rap stuff and i'm I'm, i I hang out with those kids we're cool but as far as like the rap like the pittsburgh rap scene i just can't Mm -hmm. there's no place for me there and i can't imagine what it's like for you because you know you're like yeah I mean, there's so much against you, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just like you're a woman, you have, you're white and, you know, you have this whole shtick. I got to tell you a funny story too. What the fuck is this? Exactly about, about that, you know, because I went to the show with all these like, you know, the literally every single person in the Pittsburgh rap scene was at the show and I wanted to go to support. I knew some of my friends were going to be there. My friend Nehru Pearson and, um, shit, I don't even know. Like Palermo Stone was there. Like I know Palermo. Yeah, like there was, uh, you know, a couple hip hop people that I knew. Oh, man, some of them were great. Um, some people at like Statement Records were there. Like, um, so I, I went out. I went out to support, and I get in there, and I'm sticking out like a sore fucking thumb, dude. I, I I'm wearing McDonald's French fry hat. This <laughs> is I'm the only white person in here. McDonald's French fry hats mcdonald's french fry tits okay so i had mcdonald's friend you know i'm loving it right all right so i'm in here and i'm like and i'm like i'm loving it and i knew and I, my boyfriend actually came with me and i was like he's not gonna want to come in with me because this he's gonna be like <laughs> what the fuck yeah <laughs> like the, i'm walking in with like Minnie mouse right now so um he goes outside and smokes a cigarette i'm like i got this it's fine i'll walk in alone and I did and I knew my friends there and everything like that and but it was just like you could tell like Pittsburgh hip hop scene wasn't sure yet if they were fucking with me yeah. like I moved to New York and I feel like that's whenever like well no before that I think people were fucking with me when I moved to New York though like I think that's when like things opened up and broadened up and like people were like okay I really get what you're trying to do 
And now I feel like people are like, they don't know how to take it. You know, I, I don't think they've listened yet. Maybe that's why. You know, but again, well, think, it's well, being a probably, woman, they don't know well, how to take it. And the other thing, too, I think that if somebody, because like, in general, I'm a fucking weirdo. So like, you know, I see somebody like you and I'm like, oh, look, it's a normal person, you know, yes, like, I'm like yes. it's, and I kind of like look at everybody else's weirdos. Yes, but, you know, for me. for all the normal weirdo people, they, you know, the first time they see you, I don't even think their brains are probably allowing them to access the music right away because they're yeah. kind of there's kind of a lot to digest there, i i totally understand <laughs> that and i feel like a lot of the time whenever somebody is a lot of different things or uh, hard to classify or put in a box people don't like that oh no and I, yeah and i understand I've, why I've, they I've don't i understand why they don't because mentally i've approached that that stigma before but um i get what you're saying there is a lot to digest there is. I personally feel most comfortable with weirdos and, and psychotic people. That's comfort zone to me. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Totally. But um, all the other stuff intimidates me a lot. And it makes me feel like you're a loser. You know, you're, you're that girl, get that annoying chick, you know, back in middle school. But no, it's it's, it, it's so weird because like being like the being in that chaos is when I feel comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And when I'm in a place where everybody's just kind of putting on this front and it's so like uh contrived everybody's trying to be this like cool hip-hop persona or whatever mm -hmm. it's like i don't i don't i don't feel comfortable here this isn't right like yeah uh, but like who do i who do i put this music out to then yeah you know, like, well, you can put it out to me. I'm I'm pretty good with marketing. <laughs> I mean, I'll help you out because uh, you know I'm already a fan, a fan of you. I have to be a fan of the person. So, yeah. for me to support your music, I have to be a fan of you. I can't like somebody's music that's a fucking prick. I just can't. Oh, no, you know I can't what I mean? I, I just can't. So that's I why mean, I hate meeting musicians that I like because sometimes they're terrible yeah, people. So I, I try to saying. avoid it at all oh, costs. Oh, I know, I know. Some of my favorite <laughs> rappers have turned out to be the most pretentious like idiots ever. And it's, I mean, I still like, cause I mean, if you're a good rapper, if you have good flow, if your speed is incredible, like, it, you know, if you're lyrically on point, like I'll still like you, but I will say you're a little bitch. You know, you're a little <laughs> bitch, you are. <laughs> but yeah. The, um. okay, so. Where do we go from here? Sorry if I went on and on because I mean I don't no. know how much time. How much time are your I podcasts usually, usually? I usually go about an hour. We're about halfway through I'm, it. I love doing stuff like this. Though, <laughs> for real, like this makes me want to get back into like uh, college radio and stuff like that. I used to do that. It was so much fun. This I is, just like talking to pe cool people. I do too, you know. And with I, I'm a busy person, and it's like there was yeah. two things. Like I started when I started doing this podcast. It was like one, I felt like I kind of sucked at talking to people. You know, I was thinking a lot about that social interaction we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. like, it is a scary thing. Why can't we just like sit down with people and talk to people? Yeah. And also there's so many different people in the local scene that I want to get to know. And it's like, okay, yeah, I can add them on Facebook and I can like like their statuses and maybe I could run into them at a show and talk for five or ten minutes. But that's different. It's like, hard to How get can I find an excuse up. to like... Yeah hang out with people and really talk to them and make it something that benefits everybody too. 
This, this podcast. is intelligent. <laughs> this is that that's a very, very smart idea. Very intelligent. Cause I mean, I'm telling you, I try to get to know people too. I try to like get to know what inspires them. I like to see what, what influences people and inspires them and what they want to do with their life. And it's really hard for people to like just keep it real and like open up to you without fear that you're trying to get something from them or vice versa. You know, I like talking to people and I like getting to know people, but it is so hard. It's so hard on the internet. It's hard to do it in real life, you know? I feel like we've become robots a little bit. We're getting there. I, know. I think people that are a little younger than us are going to have it a lot worse than us, we yeah, do. Yeah. Like, I think that, you know, we, like, um, I didn't even have a cell phone until I like, graduated high school, you know, like my senior yeah. year of high school. And even when I got that phone, it wasn't a smartphone, you know, it yeah. was like a shitty phone. So it wasn't like you weren't so locked in, yeah. you know, but then now there's kids that, you know, go to school with iPads in their backpack. And it's like, what the fuck? I know. It's a whole different thing. I kind of am very curious to see how the younger generation, I know it's harder to be younger now than it ever was. Probably there's so much to soak in, you know? Yeah, it, it, everything is way too transparent. You're way too connected to way too much. I agree. There's yeah, no way for you to like grow as an individual when you're connected to so many other people. I agree. You know, and I feel like I was I grew up as an only child. I think I had enough. I, I'm self-entertained. You know, I prefer to be alone. And I didn't have I, I think we grew up in the last golden age, the last golden era. We had just enough technology. Yeah. To, to be inventive with it, but not enough to the point where we it became who we were. You know? Yeah. It I was, can agree with that. Yeah. It it should be a tool. It shouldn't be something that's like something we strive for. Yeah. It's know? it's a it's a necessity now. It's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream the uh last night actually and it was one of those I have a lot of dreams about like the apocalypse and I had one last night, right? But I woke up at like 3 and I'm like, shit, I have stuff to do today. Like get going. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, it was like, it's usually, my dreams are always like with the girls I used to be friends with in middle school, which I don't talk to anymore. I don't, I didn't even like some of them, but the, it's always these girls that I was friends with in middle school and I'm always either in like high school or whatever. Um, and the streets were like melting and like I was breathing in like like the temperature around me was so hot and I was breathing in like smoke and I felt like I was like gonna melt or something and I was in my dad's car and I just remember us finally being safe and I it's just all these weird abstract like shit but it was pretty much like the I guess global warming had okay, because yeah. I don't know but it was it was freaky I could really feel myself melting and like breathing in heat and smoke is freakish. That sounds nuts. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I don't remember my dreams too often, unfortunately. Whenever I do, it's usually really, really cool. I have a, a, a quick story. I'll tell you one quick dream. Just oh, nice. It's, it's cool. It's nice. cool. It, I think this would be a cool music video. Maybe one day I'll do it if I have the means to oh, do it. Yeah. So the story is like I wake up in my bed and we'll say something 
we can use this room as reference and I apologize for anyone listening to this. I'll try to my best to this describe it. This is the it. coolest bedroom I've ever been in. This not, isn't even a bedroom. This is just a room. I would never leave this room. <laughs> never. No need to. The um okay, so I'm in a bedroom and I'm laying in bed and it's like I wake up and I'm laying in my bed. So in front of my bed there's a TV and it that's is it, I wake up in the dream the way my bedroom actually was. So, you know, it wasn't any different. But so I wake up and the TV's on in front of me and it's all ecstatic. <sighs> right, right? That's spooky already. Love it. And then I look over and my bedroom door's open. The lights are out, but there's like a hallway light on and the bedroom door's open. So I get up in my dream and I go to shut the door. And when I go to shut the door, there's like a force that's stopping me from shutting the door, like something's pushing against it. And every time I push against the door to try to shut it, the static on the television reacts to me pushing the door. So it's like I push it like a, like a little bit and it's like, like intensifies and I try to push it a lot and the static intensifies even more and more and more. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm just like fighting this door and like I finally get it shut and the TV's going nuts and I don't know what to do. And like I remember like in my dream, I jump back in my bed and I'm just looking at the door and like the door starts rattling and then it bursts open and I wake up. That is sick. Right? I, mean, I, I just, it, it all makes sense if you think about it. Like, it, it could be some sort of force or some sort of paranormal, I don't know. But either way, I mean, that, that your dream actually makes. It's not like some weird, nonsensical acid trip dream. Yeah, no, you know, it's it, a very, very simple, simplistic dream. Yeah. But, like, it, it, scary. Had, it had an effect on me. I, yeah, I, I was mean, like, I was. What vis- the fuck was that? That's a really freaky dream. I wow, yeah. I could imagine being like really freaked out after that. That'd be cool. That would it, be a really cool music video too, and it would probably be like easy to do. You know, it's not like it requires flames and airplanes and you know, yeah, anything like crazy. <laughs> but so let's um, let's like, I guess we could talk about music videos. You've done some yeah. music videos. Yeah, I've done some really weird music videos, and believe it or not, like. I did the my ultimate music videos that I wanted to make. I made them, you know. I think Revenge was... Uh, the, I did that with Jordan Beckham back when I was still going by Melody Joy, like my real name. Um, that was pretty much like The Ring meets Enter the Void meets Party Monster. Uh-huh. And I've always wanted to make a music video like that. So there's that. I did Ronald Reagan, which got me in a lot of trouble. Pretty much a lot of my music videos get me into trouble with, How you- so? with YouTube. because Oh, with YouTube. Okay, never mind. I, I understand. With no. YouTube and, I mean, well, the one video I almost got arrested, cause, you know, but that was fun. I remember I, that. I that was one of your early like ones, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was really early. Like, I was still a noob. I was still young. And that's when but I was doing, ambitious. like, electro pop. Young and ambitious. I know. I was. And I, I love, like... I love messing with people. I like making controversial like music videos and stuff like that. Um, I just, I've, I've ran out of ideas. So, you know, like I've been trying, I have more, I think a little bit more deeper ideas now, you know, and I have, I'm making a music video on Monday and I'm making another one in New York soon for my single hell of a drug. And I love film. So I'm trying to like make it as, it, it, it'll be like sort of like Japanese pink films, like porn, like yeah. Japanese porn in the 60s that was like really artsy and very like black and white and inspired by bondage and, and stuff like that. A lot of silk, a lot of like textures. And I, 
I get to like make more interesting decisions now yeah. that I feel like I've, but it's hard to think of what the hell am I going to do in a music video now? You I, know, I love like really over sexualized and like perverted imagery. And I wish that That's like my music would cater to that more. Cause I can't just like make some weird, like over sexualized music video. Cause it just doesn't make sense with, with the genre with not necessarily genre, but like my lyrical topics. Like I don't yeah, write about I, shit like that. I, oh man. I I'm like intentionally yeah. like low key. I'm intentionally like <laughs> writing this really like, fucked up song just so i could so i could just make the video that i want to make that's I like i totally get what you're saying i totally understand because everything saying. has to make sense it does yeah you know i've thought about that before too even like in the chaos that is the stuff that you do it's still it's all together it's in its own universe well that's good that's good because and it's and it's, it's not like if i were to do something like that it'd be like oh like this guy's talking about like you know this and that and then like the video makes no sense. I, yeah. It actually makes like m a lot of visuals for me difficult because of how like specific I write everything. You know, like yeah. I tell like very specific stories. So it's hard for me to just kind of like, have like, I pick a like a random yeah. video for it. It yeah. makes it. You know, although, although if it is really specific, you know, you don't have a lot of options. So it's not, you know, if it is specific, you can have a specific vision. Yeah. I just think you have to think of it and, you know, like, I mean, I, I have to listen to more of your stuff because I, I would, I would be rather curious too, um, because I, I think of music very visually, but I don't know. I mean, I, have, a, I got some ideas. Yeah. So you got to take the good. stuff you like yeah. and think of random objects and just the stuff that you like. Like I love popcorn. You know, I eat it every day and I have been since every every single day since I was probably nine or ten. Weird. I know. Very weird. But hey. I mean, I was like, you know, what? I'm take a whole bathtub of this shit and just get right in it. <laughs> and I mean, but mo for most things that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I think you know, the other thing, too, that's like cool about your character is that you have that like plastic ability. It's like Play-Doh. Like you can mold it however you want like you could be as extremely goofy or like as extremely like artistic like yeah. something that's more serious as you want like you kind of don't have there's no like the box that you put yourself in is a lot bigger if yeah. even if even if there's even a box there you know yeah. then that's like, a good thing so many people yeah. told me like what you're doing doesn't work won't work isn't gonna work because of that but i'm but I did, I think, what is the right thing to do and ignored that. That's a, So I'm glad it makes sense. And I'm glad that I have both of those polar opposite abilities because that is who I am. You know, I have both of those extremes. And I wouldn't want to, like, sacrifice a piece of myself just to make sense. Yeah. You know? So that's a good thing. And I don't ever think you should. I don't think there are rules. I really don't no, think there, there are, are rules. There aren't rules. And, you know, if it doesn't make sense to somebody, it eventually will. You know, it, yeah. I think it'll eventually. Make I know sense. that personally, the stuff that I do isn't going to reach or resonate with as many people as something that might be more accessible. But it's I would rather resonate with that small demographic of weirdos than resonate with people that I don't resonate with on a personal level. Exactly. You know, you don't want to 
have pe- fans that you don't personally like personally like if they're not good people i don't want you as a as a fan you know yeah. if cuz if you think about it like if you're an asshole you're not going to like my music anyway or you're not if you don't like my music you know that's okay but it's you would rather connect with people that you genuinely want to connect with sure and that get you i think that's, that's this, more important this weird thing with our culture now where anybody people like whether they mean to or not they <laughs> go out of their way to impress people that they don't even like <laughs> you know what i mean i wrote something down i wrote lyrics down about this because i it was so weird like i had an experience just like that people want to like almost change the minds of somebody who's angry at them or they it's like they want to their ego wants to prove that they can be loved or some weird shit like that. Like, you know, and it's almost like immature a little uh-huh. bit, but people do it a lot. Like for so- like somebody pissed me off and I said, you know, I was genuinely angry and I expressed it. And when I did that, they went ahead and like were overly nice and tried to like make it up to me or something like that. And that sparked this, this thing with like, like these lyrics that I wrote because I was like why do people so badly want to like win over people that like are mean or angry or don't like them it's like this weird psychological thing but like yeah it's been a may it's been a huge like philosophy and topic of my lyrics lately I don't know why it's it's real yeah it's interesting yeah whatever you were saying carry on because i feel like i interrupted you and i was very interested i was really really interested in what you were saying yeah i was just talking about how a lot of people will go out of their way to try to impress people that they don't even like Mm -hmm. or impress people that you know don't give a shit either way yeah you know and that's i've had this realization a long time ago it's i'm gonna do what I want to do, what's going to make me feel good. Because at the end of the day, all I have is myself, not trying to do some like sad shit. But like you, I grew up, I was an only child. You know, my family situation, not so great. Uh, I mean, I'm fine, you know, not horrible, but this is kind of like I'm used to being alone. Yeah. You know, I will go to the movies by myself. I go out yeah. of town by myself all the time. I do too. And yeah. it, I just, I enjoy Love that it. time. So it's like, I'm not going to waste my energy trying to like accommodate a a personality that I'm not. Yeah. So either people will hear my music and be like, I get it or they're not going to get it. And I'm not going to be upset about it. I think you have it all figured out because you know yourself well enough. And a lot of people like you have the right idea and you came to the right idea by experience, by getting to know yourself and by being awake and aware. And I don't think a lot of people know who they are and they're kind of just dull and zoned out and on autopilot. But that's a really good like uh, revelation to come to. And I think I came to the same revelation that you did with what you just said um, like this year. You know, I finally like understood why and what matters to me and you know like I'm happy I don't you know so it's but it took me some time to figure out why yeah yeah I've gone through like this weird roller coaster as far as music stuff goes at least with 
my rap stuff because it's like it's all me you know it's my baby i play in other bands but that's like the emotional investment in that is so much less because it's like there's other people that are writing stuff and i just kind of show up and do my thing and it's more but with psych stuff it's like oh my god this is like a huge weight on my shoulders and like i wrote i wrote an ep in 2012 and like all the songs are like basically about like like metaphorically committing like suicide as a rapper of being like this is going to be the last thing i do as a rapper and like that's like what this was it was like so raw and real and like i just really put myself out there i wasn't like trying to like write anything that was funny or quirky or just write a catchy song it was just like 100 percent transparent which was the first time i was ever like that as a writer wow and then people were like whoa that's a hard place they, to get they, to. They actually like connected with it. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, I'm like thinking like, oh, that's going to be the last thing I do. But then all these people were like super into it. And I, it like gave me this like new to keep breath of life. Yeah. And I just was able to find a new angle for me to approach stuff from. So was it like about um, so it was about like the suicide of, of B like this is it like sort of like the Jay-Z Black album? I guess. I'm not yeah. familiar enough with his yeah. album. Yeah, I mean, I get... Well, you know how a lot of rappers are like, oh, I'm retiring this year, and they don't retire, but they do it for... Oh, like, Kanye's like, oh, I quit, you know? Or some, and they do that just because they're PMSing or something, and they don't really mean I it. I feel and like... They, yeah, I feel like, in a way, it was... It, it was like a... Uh, but some people like, really, like, really think, like, or really are challenging you know or we're really on a roller coaster of- yeah i think that in in a way even though it pick, i think it was like it became less of like a, a a a metaphorical suicide and more of like a rebirth yeah. you know in a way it was like i did kill off that old version of who i was as an artist and just like started up again just like with like i mean i was still making music that kind of sounded the same and I was still the same writing techniques, but something was just different. I don't know. Just like, it's just so interesting. I think my like reasoning for why I wanted to do things just changed. That's interesting. I actually have a song called suicide, but I made the, I didn't want to straight out call it suicide. Cause I felt like that would have scared a lot of people away. And I've battled with that for, you know, a long, long time. Uh-huh. And with like depression, anxiety, rebirth, finding yourself, all that existential shit. And I made the song in Japanese symbols. Instead of calling it suicide, I'm supposed to f- uh, film the video for this on Monday. And there was a setback with the album, so it didn't come out right away because uh, apparently, like TuneCore and BMI and all those places did not accept anything in Japanese symbols. They didn't accept weird characters, so I had to like flat out call the song "Suicide" or the Japanese uh, meaning of suicide, which is "jisatsu." Uh-huh. And so that kind of like messed me up a little bit creatively. Cause I was like, man, I really, I really wanted to be like in symbols, like some print shit. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, either way I write a lot about suicide and, and depression and, and stuff like that. And um, that's like something I, you know, it, it's a little scary, but. Um, you know, I don't, you see like that, that's something yeah. that like 
even like again like maybe i need to listen to more of your music you know i'm sure that like i've only like scraped the surface of what your stuff is and i think that it's like that's something that a lot of people aren't going to notice until they really dig in yeah that's the thing too it's like i play shows and it's like I'm a, I am I play fun shows, you know, it's like I'm all over the place. If I'm with the band, they're having a good time. I'm jumping around. I'm in people's faces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes the shit that is actually coming out of my mouth is like, man, you're great. I've seen you shit. live. I've seen you live. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like <laughs> you're saying some depressing stuff, but you're doing it in a fun manner, which is what I do, too. Yeah. I'm always, you know, in a fun, visually crazy manner. I'm saying some some fucked up shit sometimes, but that's. <laughs> That's um, an amazing contrast that I love. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was this was the first time that it happened in a while was I was in, I played some shows out of town last week and I was in Virginia Tech. Oh, cool. And oh, I played no. I played a show down there and this kid came up to me after the set. He was like, man, like, do you really think this shit's true? Because I like, had this, like, because <laughs> like, I, I have this song nice. just about like, I don't know, like the social state of America right now, like some shit. I like it's love some shit. That you know, that and like anything. I'm so used to people watching me play and not listening. And he came up afterwards and yeah. was like, "Dude, like that's some fucked up shit. Like, do you really think like that?" And I was just so like, "Man, I'm not even ready to have this conversation." Because yeah, I'm yeah. so used to people not like yeah. really listening. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so. <laughs> but it was that's, awesome too. That's, uh, that's so cool. See, that's what I tried to make myself do more is listen. You know, listen, pay attention, dive in, analyze. He's that. That's that's really cool. I want to hear this song because I feel like, I feel like a lot of the stuff you're probably saying on it is stuff that I have tried to say, me. but not as maybe probably not as well as you as you're saying, or you know, like or stuff that I that I try to preach. Yeah. I mean, it's, that I it's, talk a, about. it's a funny thing is too, is that it's like a little bit of an older song. It's from the album that I put out prior to the one that I just released this past year. What's the song called? It's called Americunts. That's amazing. <laughs> I have a song called Murica. Yeah. And I put that out like right after Ronald Reagan sort of. And it was, it was like some pretty like, nasty like Eminem like angry depra- uh-huh. calling people out like about America but about this, sort of the state of you know where society is and how we how we think about things or whatever but yeah yeah I I'm I want to hear this I want to hear uh-huh. that track I want to hear some of your stuff I yeah, just it's there. I will love it I will end up just falling in love with it I'm sure I'll find it it's there. I'll lurk it's, it. It's, I'll, it's, it's on the. Yeah. It's on the internet. I, I do a really good job of like lurk, si- stalking people, cyber stalking, <laughs> finding out like they're like seriously finding out like everything about them. I'm like really good at doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I should have like taken a deeper dive into your stuff prior to this conversation. No, no, no. But you, maybe it's actually better because now it's like we've sat here talked for like an hour or so, and it's gonna be like, man, like I really need to go and listen to this stuff. Now. I think it's a lot. Yeah, no, it, it all happens naturally, and I think you know, you know, like you know more than most. You know, I mean, you know the real, the real me. I feel like you know, yeah, you know more than most people. You're not like looking at me objectively, like mo- you know, like anybody else is, but which I love. And the other thing too is that it's like right now, you know, I'm sure anybody that's listening to this and whatever, like picture i end up attaching of you to like the image you know it'll probably be like a picture of you like in some ridiculous get up and yeah. be like hey the episode here but it's like 
you're just sitting here. You're like, you're a normal person too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just. I've been dressing down you know, a little like, bit. You're in yeah. a hoodie and boots. Like you look mm-hmm. like any other normal, like, you yeah. know, you don't have a ridiculous bow in your hair or anything right no. now, which people might think that that's like what you, like, man, if only I had a bow to match this. I know they always, cause I do always wear a bow sometimes yeah. or I, I want to always wear a bow, but at the same time, I don't have a bow that goes with every damn outfit that I have. But I mean, I've been dressing a lot like a boy uh, lately, like very androgynous, you know, like, Combat boots. That's how I've been dressing for a long time. That's just how I dress how I feel. You know, I think that's funny, you know, because it's just like, you know, aside from the character that you put out, it's like, you know, you are, you're a normal person, just like any other other person in the world. And it's cool. You know, I was, a few people have been like asking me like, hey, like, you know, like, who's going to be on the show? And this, like this past week, I brought up a couple people said you were going to be on. They're like, no, Oh wow. That's probably going to be crazy. You know, she seems like such a weirdo and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, maybe, you know, she is, but you're also just a normal, well-spoken yeah, yeah. human I, being. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, you, you are yeah. a person. That, well, and I'm you're glad not that always, person. You're not <laughs> always like, I think it's awesome that, I didn't mean to cut I, you off. Yeah. But it's awesome that to people that don't know you, I agree. They, they believe the character. I agree. And they digest it. You know, I agree. I, was I gonna, think that's I kind was of just the point. Say that. Yeah. That's kind of the point, right? I was just gonna say that it was really cool <laughs> that he that he brought that up and and that he mentioned that. I appreciate that. Even if that's all people get from me, like, you know, hey, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, that's the point of doing stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've been switching it up a little bit lately and just, you know, trying to go back and forth from the the craziness to the even crazier but in a different crazy way and just, you know, just being who I am. So if, if something, ha- I guess I could, you know, uh, I don't know. I could go all or nothing either. Just depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay happy. But I am annoyed. Thank you. I, I, oh shit. I try. I feel you. Yeah. But either way, you know, I am a normal person and like, I'm, I just, I don't know. I'm glad that you, that you can see that. I'm glad that you like have been getting to know me a lot today yeah. i feel like we're very similar yes i feel like we might be you might you might be the guy version of me just a little bit different or something we're both only children we both probably think like along similar lines about how we process the world might be like the same but, it um, seems like it you know a lot of the times when i have conversations with people um especially people who i don't know super super well it's always like a okay you tell me how you feel about a situation and then I tell you how I feel about a situation today. Well, today it's kind of just been like, you tell me how you feel about a situation. It's like, okay. Yeah. I don't have anything else to add to that. Yeah. (laughs) So when you, when you like interview people, do you usually, um, because when I when I do interviews with people, I like them to answer questions. I like to like, I, I know that's weird, but is that how most of your interviews go? Like like what like this or yeah, like this? Or, yeah, I just yeah. kind of wing it. I just oh, that's go, good. Okay, you know that's- sometimes like I never have pre prepared questions or anything. I just talk to people who I want to get to know more yeah, about. And, you know, really and cool. sometimes I sit down with people who will not shut up about themselves for an hour, and they just have an agenda and they talk yeah. about their thing, and that's fine, no problem. Or sometimes you know I have like a good back and forth yeah. banter between yeah. somebody, you know. It's oh man, I, I've watched a lot of interviews lately. Um, some of them were even. I mean, it just it makes me feel weird when it, the questions are all about all about them 
or all you know it just it feels a little like well, uh, so self-centered many, or well, i don't know like mass masturbatory mm. so many of, yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so many of these interview things though are they're a sham it's set up you know mm-hmm. it's like hey you know we'll give so and so um you know x amount of money to set up this interview and it becomes like it's presented from like a oh they're gonna interview you for this thing so people think they know like they're getting some behind the scenes shit but it's really all planned just to push some new album or Mm -hmm. some tour or something it's i know because i've been watching a lot of interviews lately with all these different media companies on youtube they're all like really with the same band i'm just very fascinated by maddie healy of the 1975 because i feel like we're a little bit similar in how we think and approach art and i just i like what he's into and but some of them i mean and even he admits that some of them feel a little bit master masturbatory i don't know just a little (laughs) bit vain and um, pretentious, and I just I don't know. Well, sure, you know you have. All but what you said was right about how they set up everything, uh, and yeah, it's all set. Especially like YouTube stuff. It's like cool. We need to get an interview with this guy from the 1975. It's like you know we'll pay whatever so we can get this interview because we know that interview is going to get us so many amount of hits on our YouTube so, thing, yeah. and then we monetize our videos, and that's yeah. how we're making money. Yeah, it's all bullshit. I know. I just, I always feel like, is it worth it? Does the monetization, is it all worth it? Does it, does it work? I don't know. I know some people, not personally, but um, there's a, a podcast that I listen to and they're pretty transparent with the money that they make off of YouTube and everything. And uh, it, yeah. they, they, they do good. I've been you trying know, to study how YouTubers they, make money. Like, just, you know, they, they probably put about as much work into it as somebody that does a full-time job yeah and they probably make about the same amount of money that somebody that you know is a full-time job making 13 14 bucks an hour like yeah. it's not great but yeah. it's like not bad either for just like hanging out I but agree. it's a lot of yeah. work it is to, a like, lot of to, work yeah to push that stuff it's a ton of fucking work that, that you know sense. you don't yeah you know, you don't just like put up something online and it just and, comes yeah, to you. No, yeah. It's like, I mean, once it gets going, I think it gets easy. Like once you get X amount of subscribers and it just starts to become self-sustained, then you can probably ride it pretty easily aside from needing to constantly put out content to keep people coming yeah. back. But I think building that empire up to mm-hmm. a point where it can be self-sustained is an insane amount of work. Oh, I agree. I agree. It's some of its timing too, some of its luck. Oh yeah. Uh, but I mean, I've seen a lot of people organically build their brand up and their YouTube channel and everything like that. And then I mean, once you get to that certain point too, you have even more issues and uh, things to worry about. But um, I've always been curious about that. How people do, you know? So I've been trying to study it a little bit in the YouTube world. YouTube's yeah. evil. I do think it's evil. <laughs> I think Facebook and YouTube are evil. I just don't like the they, they play politics. They're necessary evils, but yeah, they, yeah. I just think they play politics. They make it difficult for like the the average, you know. Well, it's a thing. Working it's, person, but it's because it's all business. Yeah, and it's it's a free service, but True. it's YouTube a free service red. that doesn't really work until you start putting money into it. Yeah, I know, right? It's it's interesting. It's very. Um, capitalistic the way that like you you see how Facebook like toys with things and tries to get you to put money into it and you know Uh so it just they are necessary evils yeah because that's what all the consumers are on yeah 
if you want to it's if you want to reach somebody you need to go on your fucking thing and post something and hope somebody sees it you know what i like though is that i open up my facebook shop it's new like i just started i just got an online shop and i i sell you know on a regular website and on etsy but uh facebook has this shop thing now so i started selling all my bows and my t-shirts and so i've been selling some shirts and stuff which is nice it's through facebook yeah facebook yeah you can actually um see you have to set up this other account called stripe it's kind of like paypal that's how the transactions go through, which is really confusing i don't know facebook analytics and stripe and like all this business stuff that i've been getting into over the past few years since i started making music it is very confusing it really is i don't like it it's boring but i mean i do it and it it pays for itself so if you wanted to you know you can invest into what you're doing with what you make off of it you'd be surprised kind of pays for itself i'm gonna look into it yeah yeah, like the album I just put out paid for itself, you know, okay. which, was, which is good. Let's let's wrap up on this album. Yeah. Okay. So the album is out. You just it released just, it. Pre-sale came, it came out today. Pre-sales came out today. Yeah, you could, pre, you could get the what whole thing. What a dink that Except, you're here. I know. It's seriously the weirdest thing. It's I almost had, like you paid for this interview. Oh, no, I know, sure. right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was actually completely by luck because yeah. <laughs> it would have been out earlier, but distribute again with the whole weird symbol shit. You know, mm-hmm. so that that happened. Cool. So I had to. It's been. I would have put it out what, a year earlier, but yeah. When's the today. when? Oh, so you can listen to it online now, or is it you like can, a? You can get it for six bucks. Okay. And it'll be a pre-sale, so you won't get all of it right away, but you'll get a couple. Downloads. When's the release? Release. Uh, April first. Okay. April Fools. It ain't cool. no joke though. It's well, no I'm gonna. <laughs> we'll we'll drop we'll drop this around April first. That'd then. be cool. Yeah, I know. I thought to myself, oh, this is a coincidence. I'm going to do this with him. And it just came out. Yeah, no, it this, just dropped. So I get to, yeah. Yeah, no, this this actually works out. <laughs> it's almost going to be perfect because this week I did four episodes and I upload once a week. So this was kind of like all my episodes for March, basically. Nice, and you're nice. the last one yeah, of this dude. week. So yeah. naturally, you're going to be at the end I of this month, that. early April anyways. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing that everything got my album got delayed and everything because I notice a lot of stuff's been happening now and it's it's good timing. It's good fate, I guess. That's yeah. cool. I I can't wait to listen to the others too. I'm just I'm curious. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's exciting stuff. I'm excited yeah. too. So hear your, stuff. your podcast is on iTunes? Yeah. Dope. It's on iTunes. Yeah. Can- I listen to a lot of people's like podcasts and stuff like that on iTunes, so and some of them on SoundCloud. Some people put put their podcasts on SoundCloud. Yeah, because they're too yeah. lazy to get on iTunes. Yeah. Well, my podcast was on Bandcamp for a while. For like the first 50 episodes were on Bandcamp. Nice. And then I finally like um, decided to take the, the step forward. There's like a local uh, podcasting hub called Epicast. Oh, wow. And they have like about a dozen shows. And they oh. wanted my show to be a part of their thing. Oh, nice. And I needed to get on iTunes for that to really work. So yeah. they kind of like to kick me in the ass and help me get on iTunes it's and everything. Great th- yeah, I mean, especially if, if you make it free or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's See, free. I never, yeah, because a lot of people's podcasts are free. And I never knew how to make something free on iTunes. I think I think it's only with specific stuff. But I always have been really fascinated yeah. by podcasts on iTunes. Yeah, submitting some, this is like total nerd talk but if you have a podcast that you want to submit to itunes it is free to yeah. get your pot 
to get it on the iTunes. All you need is an RSS feed to submit to iTunes and then oh, they okay. plug it in. But the RSS feed is typically something that you need to pay for. Nine, that nine, requires yeah, like, like you need to have some sort of like a web hosting service and things like that. I've looked and, into RSS feeders and stuff like that, believe it or not. Yeah. yeah again, nerd talk. I, but yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I pay for it to have my podcast up, you know. Um, yeah, because everybody—I mean, some people's podcasts were free. You can download them for free, and I was like, "Oh, that's so aw- what a clever idea to do that." Yeah, that's amazing. The show's yeah. free. I pay for it. You know, yeah. I don't have any sponsors. Yeah, I got a, a whole okay. whopping twenty bucks a month comes out of my pocket for you, the listeners. See, you guys, from me to you, should, you should—that's pre- genuine passion. I'm not sponsored by anything. But you fuck sponsors. You don't need sponsors. I mean, if I can get a sponsor to pay 20, give me 20 bucks a month, that'd be nice. If I could get Kratom to sponsor me, (laughs) Kratom, anybody with a Kratom company. Any potential businesses or entrepreneurs, if you want to be a sponsor of Start the Beat, you could be Seriously. you could be the exclusive sponsor for the low cost of nineteen ninety nine a month. That's so, yeah, but still, you know, <laughs> hey, you never know. That's and I will I will plug all of your stupid bullshit at the beginning and end of my podcast. Absolutely, I will too. And I, I mean, I, <laughs> you get two for one. I mean, there you go. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you for coming over and doing this. Oh, this was so I feel much like fun. we Thank could probably for- talk for another hour if we I, wanted to, I but know. we gotta we gotta put a pen in it. I know. My <laughs> diaphragm is falling asleep. Yeah, it gets exhausting. This is the second <laughs> podcast I recorded today. I'm just like overwhelmed. Oh my god! Yeah, re- dude, take a rest. Yeah, yeah seriously. So we're thank gonna- you for having me. When you told when you asked me to come on, I was really excited. So I'm glad you did it, and yeah. we could stop right now. Bye. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Melody is fucking awesome. I really, really enjoyed sitting down and talking with Melody about all that stuff. I'm hoping to sit down with her again in the future to talk about some other stuff. And just, yeah, that's just keep an eye on everything that she is doing. There's plenty of links in the episode description. Follow them. Get familiar. The stuff's cool. I support it. You should support it too. I'll be back again next week with another episode. Same time, same place, same channel, same everything. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.